You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a little bit. I was traveling. He was traveling. We had some guests. We did. We had a week off, first time off in like two years. But hey, he's here with me, the man himself, Mr. Freaking Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? Dude, I am so happy to be back. Yo, shout out to the community, man. I feel like it's been a whole month since we spoke. We are here. The powerhouses are back together. Yeah, yeah, bro. It. it uh, I know people have been missing it. Uh, I know I've I've been you know we, we we had a little break it's good it's good you know kind of get refreshed do some things uh, obviously you traveling a lot I'm traveling a lot uh, things have definitely been picking up and I, I'm excited about it I know we've been saying for a couple weeks we're gonna launch something together uh, and I, I guess we can tell everybody what we're doing we're working out all the all the all the, the details going back and forth uh, but we're gonna be launching something for you guys that are fans of the show. Uh, basically a Patreon uh, for you guys to be able to support us and some cool things that we're going to offer to you. So we'll have all the details in that uh, out. I, I sent we, We've been sending emails back and forth to each other, so we're trying to fi- finalize it, get it all locked down for you. So hopefully next week we'll have that locked down for you guys and you know you guys can uh, show your support if you want to and, and get some of the stuff that we're going to have coming out beyond the show that you hear every week. So that is coming up. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast, Monster DeFace, at Monster DeFace, myself, at Too Loud TX, number two L O D T X, and uh, wherever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in every week. I am so excited to have another chat with you because I'm going to run through a couple quick things. This is like almost like a quick fire thing to get us caught up to where we are today. So, Monster, <laughs> I just want your I just want your quick opinions of these things. You know, we can have we got have a couple you know quick discussion like that ESPN show. It's like a, like two minutes on each topic. That's what we're kind of doing here. Uh, so, quick fire. But it's been a while since we talked Fortnite. So, let's get your quick thoughts on a couple things. One, the baller. What is your take on the baller, all the hype around in-game, the baller, the baller, the baller? Okay, I think myself and the community as a whole are done with the current state of the baller, and I cannot wait for patch 8.3 where we get the big adjustments to where players can get fired at through these things. They're so annoying in endgame at the current state because they're indestructible in the baller. Right. Well, and we've had some nerfs. We've had some things already taken, like happen on the health side of it. Right. Starting off at 300 health, it was originally, which is just insane. Uh, And I know you, you, I think you said when it first came out, it's like basically a free rotation. You basically can get free rotations. And then I I saw you, I think you were the first one I saw actually put on a bush with the baller. So you could take a free damage shot with the baller and rotating. Uh, and it is it is entertaining as a viewer to watch you guys rotate with these things because you're flying across the map, literally flying. Uh, but are we going to see is it how is this going to affect how people have already created some rotations around the baller in season eight? I think right now people are more on the trend. Like if you want to be a winner, you just got to embrace the meta. You know what I mean? And quite honestly, if you're not using mm. a baller to your advantage, you're missing out on just making a virtually free end game and i think that's the pro stance on it it's like you know you can complain all you want but at the end of the day the strats in front of you are you going to pick it up and use it or you know or not right so i think for the most part people hate it but they use it because like you might as well build a strong strategy yep. you gotta go very strong right so the people are gonna good. do whatever it takes to win millions exactly. of dollars in fortnite so uh yeah okay well let's move on what about the siphon being removed when it was 
Oh man, what a loaded question, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have more of this later as well. I just want your quick no, thoughts I know, on I know, it. I know. Um, dude, Siphon, man. I, I say, here, here's what I'll say. Uh, it's clear that Epic is using some kind of internal analytical data to signal out the fact that, dude, heals and, and material back in public games was ruining the new player base experience. So I totally understand why they had to remove it. Am I for it? No, like, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like right now I call Publix hardcore Fortnite because it's like, you know, back to square one, super yeah. hardcore. You don't get heals anymore. You don't get mats. Right. So it, it's like super, um, super hard in, in, in a way. Right. We, we had a certain level of comfortability and it's been removed. So I think that's what's caused this big old uproar. And I think it's harder for the, uh, content creator in the current space right now right to have a good time at least on stream and that's why there's so much uproar yeah no definitely and i think it's really interesting we're going to talk about this later on but how the point system structured and that eliminations are going to count but yet they take away siphon for people that are trying to practice so yeah super interested to have that discussion a little it's, bit it's a weird one i can, I can get deeper on it it's definitely oh, comes oh, we're going to, to it comes down to the analytics though for sure yeah um flint knock pistol how do you feel? What, what, what's your initial thoughts on that? So good. Uh, yeah. I've just gotten more comfortable with it lately. And this is just a little heads up to anyone that hasn't really seen the usage in it. If you guys didn't know, it, it does a minimal of like 70 to 86 damage. Like it doesn't matter where you hit them. You're always going to hit them for a very healthy chunk. Uh, so it's, you know, arguably the best weapon to open with and also can save you from fall damage so uh flint knock pistol if you get the crit oh man 180 damage to the face who doesn't like that the reason why i like a uh, an item like this so much and i call it an item more than a weapon because it's so versatile right oh, it's so versatile. You, you know it can give you high ground it can save you from high ground it can do damage to a player it can reposition you like this item to me says Fortnite more than almost any item we've ever seen because of its versatility and, and how just incredible, I think, at the high level, right? And the people can use it. I always am really interested when you have something that at base value is very simple to see, but as someone uses it and gets more in depth with it, it has a very high skill cap. And I think this weapon does that and better than any, almost anything else in Fortnite. You, you got to be careful uh, because if you say that too much, they're going to take it away like the bouncers, man. <laughs> bouncers are like the same thing, dude. They did everything you needed. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, poison dart traps. These not as prevalent Under as some of these other items we talked about, but what do you think? Underrated, man. Yeah. I think the, the pro players are now realizing like this thing is very strong. Um, man, poison dart trap on offense, on defense, just you know, setting up on, on launch pads and in comps. And dude, poison dart trap is probably the most satisfying trap in the game right now for me personally. Yeah, I cannot wait to see some, you know, with 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 the world's kicking off is essentially next weekend. I cannot wait to see how the pro pro players use these uh, because I don't think you see, you know, the style of what you see when you watch pro Fortnite versus, you know, casual or content creator Fortnite is just a bit different. Um, and so I, I, I can't wait to see the, you know, how creative they are with the, yeah. with these items. Uh, bananas, you you you. You've been on a diet, so maybe this happened just in time for you, but bananas, coconuts, and peppers now out. Uh, what's your quick thought of these? I know you loved apples back in the day, you know, when those first launched. What, what do you think about adding these other fruits and veggies? 
uh, I'll, I'll say this. First of all, shout out to everyone that, that's living a healthy lifestyle, right? <laughs> uh, but, but second of all, just, dude, I haven't found a pepper in the game. So pepper, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I haven't picked one up in the game yet. But coconuts and bananas are pretty cool. I like the fact that the coconuts are random. You find the tree, they fall down. It's a nice little pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't used a pepper yet, so. Yeah, I, I haven't found a pepper either, which is uh, and, and it's because of where they're at. They're like in a desert area. It's like I feel like they need to maybe put them in the houses, in the fridges or something. Ah, like, yeah, yeah, there we go. I mean? Break like, down a fridge, kind of like the tree with the coconuts. Yeah, Break down a fridge, yeah, you get some. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There we go. Well, I have to say this. I don't actually have this on the notes, but I, I want to talk about it real quick because um, I meant to. I meant to put it on here, and that is the creative mode. I don't know if you've spent any time in it. I have. So. I have spent a lot of time in creative mode. I'm not near as sweaty as I used to be in Fortnite, merely because, number one, I don't have as much time right now, but also because I am just getting my butt kicked by other people, okay? More so than not. Uh, unless I'm playing doers or squads, I just, I, I, I'll be honest with everybody out there, my skill level is not to what Monsters is, of course, uh, but I still, I still love playing a regular Fortnite, and I still love Victory Royales and the battle and the engagements, but... Creative mode has really given me this tick, this thing that I love, this thing that I want to experience over and over. Uh, right now, there's like four modes out. Um, I don't know if I remember them all, but one's like a roller coaster, right in the baller. Uh, one is uh, like death traps. You know, somebody's like hard mode death trap kind of thing, uh, which is just crazy because you can go through your whole crew with these. So that, it's really fun to watch these uh, and do them together with other people. Um, one is like a, um, just a, like a, like a two V two kind of deal, uh, where you, you're fighting in this, like, in this, like, uh, 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 foggy jungle together. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then in you, you, you spawn with like a flint pistol and a couple of other items. So it's, it's really cool. Uh, and the last one, what was it? Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but I literally sat in here with, with a group of guys and played creative mode for about four and a half hours the other night. And I don't think I've had this much fun in Fortnite in forever. Now, I've been sleeping on creative mode. And I don't know about, like, I know you you do a lot of content and you're always playing and you stream all the time. But, like, like I cannot believe how fun this was. Like, so, it, have you seen it? Have you seen any of these? I, I've, I've had a fair, my, my fair share with creative. Not necessarily, like, kind of like the, the wacky tacky ones, like roller coaster riding and stuff. But, dude, I've been doing the end zone uh, Storm Wars. I don't know yeah, if you yeah. yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, it's a 16-man simulation of Endgame. And, I mean, it doesn't get any better for me than that. Because you're starting off, and it, it feels like an intense map. So, uh, when it comes down to creative, man, creative is sick. And, and the community out there, dude, these guys are crazy good at what they do. So Raw Red, the guy we've talked about a couple times, he put out yeah. another one, and this one got a lot of traction too. It is like the floor mat that you had when you were a kid. A nostalgic home rug with the yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he dropped that, and it came out. And what what I just think is, you know, obviously, he comes up with a lot of cool creative maps and and what's going on. And there's, it's funny is as I've dove into this, and we've seen it. You know, they've been advertising the creative thing a lot too. Fortnite yeah. has, um, and I, I think. Like as the game continues to evolve, you're seeing this one side of Fortnite that's, you know, you have the save the world or for people that are PVE. You have the Fortnite regular BR that's for, you know, people that are competitive that want to play the, the battle royale style. But then you have this creative mode that's like, just get in and have fun. And literally, 
That's what I want to get across here is like, if you are getting burned out on Fortnite, if you are like, man, Fortnite's not for me anymore, but I still like the show, so I listen to you guys, try creative mode. Like, do me a favor and try creative mode. One of the things that we're going to be launching with our Patreon is going to be exclusive Discord for those guys. Um, and so we, I want to, I want to do things like I, I get in and play creative mode with y'all because I literally am falling in love with creative mode and how fun it is. Like this roller coaster was like, I, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Go try it. It is absolutely insane. Unbelievable. Uh, and I, I and I just wanted to like share that because I think a lot of times people can get burnt out on the game, right? Because we talk BR, we play BR so much. Um, and there's so many BRs coming out, right? And there's so much talk around that, but like, the thing that Fortnite has, the thing that makes it so crazy and creative and its signature and is its style and the ability that they continue to provide the community to do something beyond what we think a BR is, right? And the items that we come with, all these items we talked about with you, the baller, the flintlock pistol, the poison dart trap. These are things that don't exist in any other world and would have a hard time existing in any other world. And that includes creative. So guys, Go out, try creative. Hey, shoot me a message. Shoot monster message. Let us know what your favorite creative mode is. All right. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get into the serious stuff. The serious stuff. All oh, right. Which, which part, dude? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll start with the, with, with the latest update, version 8.2. Not a lot in there. Not a lot to, to really have to talk about. But we do have what's called the boom boat coming out. And this thing has been sick. I was watching you this week just knock heads, which was unreal. <laughs> Me and my son last night sat down and watched one of Ninja's past uh, broadcasts from yesterday before it turned after dark. And he was with like Lupo and his brother and some other. And dude, just the shots that you guys are making on this, people that play this game all the time and they're just absolutely insane with their aim on PC. This is just bonkers, bro. Bonkers. <laughs> The, the boom bow, man, it's one of those things that you get an early game and, oh, man, it's so, so good. If you hit a player with it, you got a little extra damage into it. Um, I don't know, man. The fact that it takes shotgun bullets, I think it's just like over the top, dude. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> well, I saw you using this a lot on one by ones and people that were pushing you. You were not like really necessarily trying to shoot them, although you did get some crazy shots on them. You were really like pushing, like using it in a defensive manner almost to be a and 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 an aggressive manner to push towards them as they were building towards you yeah because because like it reloads so quick that if someone ramps at you and it doesn't matter what material either as long as you let a shot off almost instantly as a reactionary shot the structure is going to break so he's going to insta fall down allowing you to like take that high ground and then you can use the bow then on offense um, because the reload speed's so quick. So it's just one of those things that it, it's very versatile in a way, but it's because of that reload speed. So if you can play off your reactions really well, uh, man, the boom bow can be just a deadly, deadly weapon in your arsenal. Yeah, two times head multiplier, bro, that's just, it's nasty. My, my favorite thing is probably to catch someone trying to re like ramp at me and, and be on the same level and just jump and like bow them. They <laughs> realize, like, oh snap, I just got hit by that bye bye 100 plus shield. Like, it's like getting hit by a sniper, dude. It, it's kind of it's kind of strong. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I actually really enjoy it. I love, like I said, watching these items in your hands uh, and other people's because I'm not near as good with them, but uh, it's a lot of fun to see. Uh, we got the World Cup starting April 13th. Right now, you're traveling. Maybe something to do with this. I don't know how much you could share. Uh, but as always, guys, he doesn't tell me anything. So don't 
ask me, but he is traveling, so I'm guessing it's Fortnite related. Uh, getting probably ready for this World Cup is kicking off next weekend on the 13th. Lots of stuff coming out here. We have arena mode changes. Uh, you know, they talk a little bit about how they're using the qualifier for arena mode. Then it goes to the semifinals on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, we're going to have the million dollar online open, open finals. Uh, the structure that this is currently in, how do you personally feel about it as a player and a caster? Oh, like the way the World Cup is broken up? Yeah. Okay, so as as a caster, um, from this perspective, I mean, a lot of the action spread over the course of the next few months. I'm, I'm always happy to see the scene have activity, right? So I, right. I love the fact that Epic Games has really just broken up these tournaments, right? And has just continuously brought something to the community so people can right. report and just kind of like, you know, go all out for it. Not to mention big, big money. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, as a competitor, uh, oh man, I, I think this is going to be one of the hardest grinds, right? Because now you're looking at long periods of time uh, of, you know, I guess <laughs> situations to where you have to try your best, right? So yeah. burnout and fatigue has already been plaguing the community just for all the crazy changes. Um, and then you have, you know, every patch is going to like every week's probably going to be different, right? You have patches that are going to come out as the world cup's happening. So you might be really good on a certain patch and maybe this weekend's not your weekend. And then boom, right? Like the baller nerf comes and, and 8.30 changes your whole game plan. And suddenly is that going to be your patch, right? You don't know. So I think from a competitive standpoint, this qualifier is going to be the one that's going to put these players through the ringer and it's going to test people's mental fortitude if you're really in it to win it or you know if you're at your your end speak man we'll find out yeah three thousand players in each server region will advance to the finals uh and then you'll basically the top three thousand players scores will reset for the start of the online open finals every sunday um, and then players will then face off during a designated three-hour window of time where they play up to 10 matches, score points after the three-hour window. Winners will be verified, uh, and the top-performing players will be notified of the cash prizes earned from a million-dollar prize pool, which is just yeah, insane. So, so, so not only are they winning money, but then they're winning a slot to actual World Cup, right. which last place in World Cup is guaranteed, I believe, $50,000. Yes. Yeah, fifty thousand. By the way, so yeah. there's gonna be, uh, you know, the the solos are gonna have their own bracket as well. Their players are gonna have to play through. But you know, just just from what we've seen weekend after weekend, all these duos, people are going at it right now. And I mean, it's it's been very crazy. So scoring a little bit different is very how it's different. set right now. Uh, during the weekend online opens, players will earn points based on the scoring systems limited listed as victory rail gets ten points for solos. Uh, second, second to fifth, seven points, sixth to 15th, five points, 16th to 25th, three points, each elimination, one point. Dude, the, the whole point around elimination thing works in favor for some play styles and some people, but personally, I think it's really taken the competitive scene and, oh man, just put it in a, in a, in a shaker, dude. Like Ooh. it's, it's really rocked up the scene. Um, oh, I, I don't know, man. I'm like. Okay. I, right, I put right. on a scale and I, I don't know where I'm at right now. All right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Last weekend I was in uh, LA uh, casting the apex event and a lot of talk around score systems. Um, and I got to spend some time with guys 
that have actually played H1Z1 in pro style, PUBG in a pro style, uh, Fortnite, and Apex now. And it all boils down to most of them had one. I went to dinner with like, I don't know, dude. It had to be eight players, eight pro players, okay, in, in, in these scenes. It comes down to they all agreed on one thing. The NPL, so the player unknown battleground, the score system that's there, they like. And this is basically it. There's points for placement, and every kill gets one point. And so, this, so I'm down for every kill gets one point, but I feel like when you look at the overall bracket and you see how some teams are like, I don't know, man, they get like one really good game, and suddenly it's, it's just this insane catalyst slash snowball that creates a gap that can't be closed. And then other teams that are racking victories aren't really able to close that gap. And I think there's some something that needs to be weighed a little differently in terms of placement. I love the every single Elim should totally matter because you know every pro player you can take one down, you should get rewarded, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like dude, like winning a game should also come like with a hefty, hefty reward as well. And I think there's a there's a little tweaking to be done there. I think placement should get a little bump up. And things would be kind of balanced, but yep. I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I, I I hope I hope what happens is the data that they collect, especially if they have to collect it for, you know, say they're gonna collect it for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks as they go through this. Um, and you know, they can do whatever they want. They can change it if they want to as they go through. But I definitely think that they should start looking at what the average kills are for teams that are placing, you know bottom you know five and less right and make sure that the points that are for fifth place up are accommodating for players and for teams that are at least placing consistently up top but might not be getting all the kills like you said if they need to change victor royales to 15 points because the majority of players are getting somewhere that, that are placing in the top 10 are getting you know eight kills or six kills and they're getting their five points, right? Like the person that's getting the victory out should definitely, st- I, I agree with you, should get more than like somebody that gets five kills and five points. You know what I mean? So they shouldn't be get equal in my opinion, but we'll see how they go on. I'm sure they're going to look at the data. That's one thing people always t- tend to forget with Fortnite is that as vocal as they are with the community, they are continually looking at the data, right? And that's where a lot of this stuff numbers comes from. don't lie. <laughs> yeah. The numbers don't lie, that's for sure. Uh, I, I'm super excited about it. Um, next weekend, like I got guys said on the 13th, it's going to be kicking off Saturday the 13th with the first, um, which is the semifinals on Saturday during the, the week arena mode will be happening. So get your placements semifinals. And then next Sunday will be our first 1 million online open finals Sunday. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, and check it out. Monster, you going to be casting that next week? Is that going to be you? I'll see you there. All right. So <laughs> make sure you guys do tune in. The uh, the one thing I did find interesting about this, and I don't know if you saw these graphs uh, on this announcement for the World Cup for next weekend, but they're only taking so many teams per region. So it's not necessarily that you're the top 3,000 in the world, like overall regions. They're taking some certain regions. Do you know? Do you know about this? Yeah. So uh, from from what I've read and what I understand, um, they're going to take, yeah, like you said, like the, the best of the upper bulk from each region. And then those guys are going to go head to head and that's, what's going to be world. So if you think you're the best in your region, try your hardest for these next, you know, several attempts in solo and duo one, because you know, you win that money, dude, that's going to change your life. Yeah. But you know, two is just like, yeah, you're, you're going to be going against the best. And so solos, 
solos it says that they're going to be taking and the numbers kind of do change week to week which is kind of weird uh but week one is going to be eight teams for solos or eight people in europe six and in a east two and in a west one in asia one in brazil one in oceania so why I, i'm explain this to me why are we doing six in in a east and two in in a west player population um activity Ah, like europe actually has you know quite clearly the biggest player pool that's also why the if you look at the boards the leaderboards and and just the qualifiers like all the skirmishes leading up your the european region has always been ahead or they were ahead for a very long time lately na east has really kind of gotten ahead of the curve with you know teams like liquid and and phase and these guys really stepped up their game there right that's another story but anyways it comes down to player population um oce is definitely the smallest population but big enough to warrant you know a, a space in a scene that's why they're getting like one player pool etc yeah yeah sometimes some weeks uh asia brazil and Oce- oceana don't even get to pull a player yeah um, yeah um and i mean it, it also goes to show like recently on all these weekend qualifiers where players have been winning money from home a lot of the NA pros are playing on OCE and literally snagging dollars on the OCE bracket. So that kind of goes to show that the talent pool there is not the biggest, and neither is the player pool. Yeah. Baser. Yeah. If, if no. you got dudes playing on 500 ping coming in top, you know, 50 or 20, whatever, taking money. I don't know, dude. I think it speaks for itself. No, that's true. Uh, so everybody knows uh, this is the last thing on this is that it's going to kick off with solos next week, and then it's duos and it rotates. So solos, duos, solo, duos. It's going to be 10 weeks long. Um, super excited. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm excited to see the duo teams. They do say that people can switch duos. So like if they have a bad week two, they can, when they come back for week four, they can switch. Yeah. So we'll see if we see some drama you know going on with that uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt some some teams are going to mix up their brackets for sure like it's either going to click or it's not or maybe someone you know their teammates gone and then they hit with someone else and they make it yeah yeah be crazy. competitive Fortnite Fortnite <laughs> state of development uh really crazy they came up with this update um i don't know if you had a chance to read this before you got on your plane Dude, uh, or maybe I, you had a had a good I, I, read on I your see. plane nothing but that on my timeline on twitter yeah yeah uh so let's jump into it there's a lot of uh, a lot of controversy around this uh you know competitive fortnite state of development message that came out on the third uh you know they talk about arena mode they talk about the performance improvements and then they talk about stretch resolution which might be one of the most controversial things of all times (laughs) uh for those that didn't get to read this basically it's a very short note from from epic it says in the in the near future we will be updating how we handle custom resolutions on pc when using a custom resolution vertical fov will be locked horizontal fov will be unlocked in all modes but in competitive playlist arena and in-game tournaments we will be locking the aspect ratio to 16.9 and am I incorrect that there's been maybe some talk of they're going to be looking at other options now that the community's been so up or or no? Uh, so so here's here's my understanding. Um, and, and of course, guys, I I don't work for Epic or anything like that, right? I just I I get all the info with you guys. So trust me, this was a shocker for me as well. Um, first off, we already know the community was in huge uproar about the siphon being removed from the game. Yeah. That coupled with stretch resolution, which some comp players, like the real hardcore comp players, 
they did not care about Siphon Man taking out of public games because they don't play public. They only play comp. But right. this change here quite directly affects all competitive <laughs> like almost like 99% of your population. Um, and, and to kind of, for you guys to understand what this means, locking your resolution at 16 by nine, even if you play on stretch, they're giving you black bars so that you can see as much as a player that plays on normal, you know, tw- you know, tw- 720p or 1080p. Right. So what that does is players that have been playing for a whole year or, you know, a couple months training with this extra pixels on their screen, they no longer have that advantage, you know, no longer have that comfortability. They're stuck to reverting to native. Now, <laughs> I, I think that, okay, wait, wait, it's hard to, I got to articulate this right. Okay. <laughs> so, I think this is fair, right? Hear me out. It's fair because now console PC, everyone's going to play on the same exact field of view. No one's going to have an advantage over the other. But here's the catch, and this is where I'm against Epic on this one. The timing. This timing could have not have been more horrible, like because you have worlds yeah. a week away. So regardless of how many weekends of games they can attempt to qualify, these guys have been training on a certain just visual and, and certain comfortability for so long. It's it's almost as like saying, hey, you have to play on this keyboard and this mouse starting this week go qualify like it's almost the same thing you're changing peripherals uh for the players so the comfortability for most players is out the window and then the timing was like really bad but it's fair for everyone across the board and this also leads them to also siding with us in the sense that they're going to give us a uh, fov slider right so there is going to be compensation when i don't know i I hope it's on 8.30 it might not be but i hope it is the sooner the better so we can get this you know get one step closer to being comfortable again i guess so i i think for me if i look at the scene and all the people that have commented about it and what they said, I think it does come down to what you say. It's more of the timing issue than it is of the restriction itself, right? Yeah. Um, because if they would have come up when they announced the Worlds earlier this year and said, hey, here, here is this requirement we're going to have for Worlds. We're giving you two, three, four months to figure it out. That's way different yeah. than we're giving you two weeks or a week. Yeah. Uh, especially when a lot of people actually fought Stretch Res for so long, and then they went ahead and made the change. And then once they made the change, you know, now all of a sudden they're having to go back to native. But, but uh, that, that, and that's the problem because like at the Fortnite secret skirmish, they allowed the pros to play on stretch and they were quite vocal about, Hey, we're going to allow you guys to play how you want and this and that. Now worlds comes around and I guess they kind of just looked at it and they thought, Oh, you know what? This is not fair for, you know, reasons bigger than, you know, just that right their player base as a whole honestly only the pc guys benefit from stretch console can't really keep up with that although the whole argument has been like dude console can't qualify anyways because oh, you're afraid oh oh, oh oh so before listen, i get into my rant about this yeah yeah let, that, that's a whole nother thing and you know there's points that i agree with on that but there's points that i disagree with on that right because i think everyone has a shot in some way shape or form um so again just to, to reiterate i think that the concept that everyone needs to play at least right with the same pixel, same, same look of the game. I think that stands true. 
it's it's kind of like an exploitable thing to be have access to a resolution that gives you more field of view when other people cannot it really right. is and for that reason i think it's okay to put everyone in the same thing but again the timing dude this timing is rough man so i'm against the timing on it and uh yeah that's how i'm gonna stand on that yeah it's funny <laughs> is is i never really played with it at all because you know i play primarily on the console but I, there is a field of view slider in Apex that I actually use 100% field of view. Um, mm-hmm. So I can I know the difference and I feel it now. Like when people reference what it is like to have stretch versus not have stretch, I get it, right? And, and, and it makes sense. Uh, I think a lot of people in Fortnite don't understand, especially console players, why it even matters because they've never had the opportunity to see an FOV, a field of view that's wider than what they currently see right now. Um, so I, I hope they do put an FOV slider in. I think just... For a regular player like me, it, it's great to have. Like that's a great option to have. Um, yeah. I do have a, a, a little soundbite here. Ninja, Ninja, and Doctor Loop have a little discussion about about this. So uh, let's jump in here. They bring up a couple topics we'll talk about. The Fortnite tweet Every- said, "Can I revive my teammate 1154 by 1080?" Bro, the, the replies to that, I think every single content creator has replied to me and added something about Siphon. I don't. Do you, know, you guys I, play on Stretch? Uh, not anymore. There's no point. But you did. I, even I even I switched to it. I switched to fourteen forty by ten eighty, dude. Actually, sorry, I, I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't notice that. I mean, maybe you just don't watch my stream anymore. Yeah, I just subbed, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I, it blows my mind that they didn't wait until the battle, until the the reboot bus to remove siphon and mats and all that stuff. Because they said that it, well, the game was too fast, people were being too aggressive. It's like, but what if they added that reboot? If people would have, I feel like the it would have been completely different. Like the feedback would have been completely different. It's a whole new game when you when you can respawn your teammates in. So obviously, he brings up a couple of things, right? There's no point to play on res any stretch resolution anymore because you can't use it. Uh, you know, the timing obviously for him is a big issue, like you said as well. Uh, he talks a little bit about si- like the you know removing siphon, why they did not wait uh, to bring out you know the 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 things for you know basically what we're gonna talk about a little bit later on, which is re- reboot van uh, before they release siphon timing, 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 uh, and I think that's really what it comes down to for everybody is like the timing of what happened here, um, and I think a lot of it also comes down to like what you said, you know the last communication pros and the last introduction a lot of these pros had to playing competitive Fortnite, they felt like the communication was one way and now it changed around um so yeah i mean look they have to no i, I almost feel like no matter when they change it it's not going to be fun but especially if if they if they change it before you know a 30 million dollar tournament that's that's a little different but we also have to remember it is still like what 14 10 14 weeks away whatever it is to to get there like it's it's not necessarily right around the corner but the, these qualifiers are tough for people um do you expect that it's going to have some impact on players actual actual playing we're going to see uh, some changes because of that no yeah for sure um i, I feel like <clears throat> like i said the players that are affected are the ones that were really comfortable on a certain resolution uh and and it's hard to put it into words of how much of an impact it can be when you lose out on that extra square or two that you can see you know that vertical field of view and that horizontal field of view it really is a lot not only that the your character model is just a little bit smaller so you can you know see around your model a little better 
uh, making close quarter engagements a lot more effective and, and build battles, you know, more efficient for tracking, et cetera. So yeah, it, it is going to affect everyone in the competitive scene um, a lot. Are we going to uh, have it, excuses? Is this going to be a lot of excuses? I, I, like I, I, I didn't think, win because of my resolution. I was, was going to jump on that. I don't think this will warrant an excuse. Uh, the, the best teams are still going to have the best communications. They're still going to play the best. They're going to have the best game plans and, and, and all that good stuff. You know, the performers are going to perform without a doubt. Right. Uh, but again, the, the, this, this is a big change. So one thing I want to ask you about, you touched on a little bit, and I want to jump in this conversation. This is, this is, this is my incoming rant for anybody that's, uh, that's listening. Um, <laughs> so, so before we, we, we dive into this, you know, console issue and, and all this stuff that you kind of touched on as far as resolution goes, I want to get your quick 10 cents on the negativity coming from certain orgs and how with the with the community being so young for the most part this is the first time for a lot of these people to be in a spotlight and maybe they don't know how to talk diplomatically enough to be no, an don't. example right um like i understand voicing your opinion and i understand and i've talked about it, i think a couple weeks ago whenever um uh i did the show with mike uh i understand like saying that the game needs help and needs, you know, constructive criticism, share your opinion, all that. But there becomes a certain level where it no longer becomes like constructive criticism. It becomes a lot of complaining, whining, and literally a lot of these pros, I'll be honest with you, monster. A lot of these pros sound like little. Yeah. Right. Like, like little kids that want to complain because mommy didn't buy them the, the present they wanted at Toys R Us. And instead, they're just throwing a, a fit in the, in the aisle, right? And I hope yeah. that Fortnite is the parent that literally looks at the kid and goes, all right, let's go home. You're grounded. You ain't playing jack squat, right? Like, sit on the bench. Sorry, bro. Like, this is my personal opinion of it because I'm sick of, of them allowing players to be highlighted by the content they're creating and all they do is cry. I get that you want to cry sometimes. I get that you want to be constructive, but I really, really want two things. I want Fortnite to say like, all right, you guys want to complain about the game? You don't have to play it in our competitive stuff. We won't invite you to special things we do in the future, right? I get the worlds is different because you qualify, you qualify, you qualify. But like, you ain't going to be invited to these events anymore. We're not going to pick your name for this. And I want orgs. I want orgs to stop letting their little kids get on get on social media and cry about everything they want to cry about because there's some orgs out there that you can clearly know that they're stopping it. It's not happening all the time. They're way better about what they say and they and they're way better about what they control. But some of these other orgs, man, that are just letting their people flame the game and 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 put toxicity in the community, they are not helping themselves. At the end of the day, they're hurting the game and they're hurting their brand and they're hurting the image of that of that of that org in the long run. They might not see the impact right now, but it will be be an effect. And I just wanted to get your like quick 10 cents. Like how do you feel about all the complaining you keep seeing and reading? Yeah, no, I feel a lot of people feel like super entitled when when they shouldn't feel that way. And, and people are very spoiled. And unfortunately, Epic has shown that in the past, they're willing to bend when the community has becomes very vocal. And, you know, they're all they've also shown that they're willing to stand behind certain things. Right. When when the numbers don't lie. A good example is double shotgun. As much as everyone is a good majority of people still cry for, you know, bring back double pump they're standing on we're not bringing that back and here's why you know the right. numbers show this is bad for the game um this is another one of those situations where dude i'm totally down for people to voice yourself and and stand on your word and, and how you feel 
ain't no one, you know, stopping you from doing that. But holy crap, yeah, you're not wrong when the leaders and the pillars in our community are, you know, encouraging and enforcing people to be very toxic and, and negative. You're, you're, again, not setting a great example as a leader in the community. And, and it really, I, I, it makes me feel, um, how, how do I say it? Like, you know, the saying goes like, you know, I, I'm not, what is it? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just, uh, or, or I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, it just, it, it kind of makes me, I'm a little disappointed in some of the, the leaders in our community and the way they're holding the, the standards so low to encourage people to be so toxic. Um, and I think, I think, you know, just if you have a big voice in this community, you could do a lot better job than that and being constructive. And, and if you really want change, you know, you know how to make change. Come on, you're smart, man. You, you got to your point of position and power, you know, being smart and making smart moves. And if you're going to shoot the game down and, and, and burn the game to the ground, so goes your brand. So, the, so goes your bread and butter, right? People are really dumb when they say, Oh, I can't wait for this game to die. Yeah, so does so does your your career, dude. Okay, yeah. quite honestly, not a lot of you. This is your first run at taking on content role. You don't know what it's like to be in the ringer when your game really dies. You have to make the transition. Not everyone's here to, to no. Not everyone can make that leap and that change. Yeah. It's harder than you think. Um, and I can speak from experience because I've been in the game for you know five plus years now. And you know you, you don't you don't you don't make it by by burning down the game that's your bread and butter, dude. You want your game to be fantastic. Trust and believe me. The longer the better. So, um, yeah, my, this, my, my take on it is, yeah, people, people are just, I don't think they see how, how I think when you get what you ask for, you're going to reap what you sow and, and all that good stuff. Like it's, it's I will not say this Epic Epic has spooled the community because they respond so much. They talk so much. They have changed the industry because right now just take apex. For example, they've had like two updates. Okay, one season update since it came out and everybody's like freaking out because they're not sure if the game's going to still live because, oh my mm -hmm. gosh, they're not talking to us every week. Fortnite, Epic has changed it. This is not normal. Like for everybody wow. out there, play, like what we have gone through for the past two years with, with Epic is not normal. It is extraordinary. Okay, like this is a special thing that a developer did that was never, ever, ever what the gaming scene ever was before. And they have changed it. Okay, they have put an expectation out there that is... They've really cracked open the, the the playing field for not not only like communication standard, but like just entry level, right? Like anyone that's good can actually break into the space and yeah. show your and make money. And uh, you know, I don't agree with every change. And you see, when I say it, like I drop my rant videos too. Yeah, I, I keep it real. But at the same time, I don't I don't go and cry about things, right? You got to take it for what it is. This is their game, their company. You know, play it if you want. Don't play it, but take what's good and make the best of it and what ain't good yo voice yourself in a way that people want to hear you and then take you seriously and then make a change you know what well, i mean well, and, and, that, and you talk about well you talked about bread and bread and butter though <laughs> and, and people 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 asking not to buy skins to protest the game it's just stupid. Do you guys realize content creators are making a living because Fortnite I mean, allowed them to sell content and get a dollar from that content that you have but, nothing to do with? You, you want to know there, there's a lot of hypocrites, right? The same people that, that say don't buy skins, they're the same ones that support a creator code. <laughs> you know I mean? it, it's, it's so, it's so, there's so yeah. much, you know, hypocrisy in, in the yeah. scene. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, the, the bottom line is, 
Epic is makes changes. A lot of the big changes are due to like analytics. Okay, if if a game is downtrending because of certain thing, or just anything in a, in a career in a brand period, something is going wrong. Yeah, you you make some tweaks, you make some adjustments. I don't agree with every change though. We we talk about this, you know, day in and day yeah. out. There's ways to do it, and and you know, sometimes it just you just got to deal with the the hand you got. And don't complain about it. Dude. <laughs> I agree. Like we, we both can say that the, the resolution thing, like the timing's not great. We don't agree with the yeah, timing yeah. on the, it. The timing on the change with the resolution, trash. The concept, yeah. fully fine. Yeah. Like it's a fair change for everybody. I agree. Should have came way sooner. But now, no, trash. I, I don't yeah. like that. I, I'm totally against it. Siphon roof and pubs, it sucks, right? For most of us, yeah. we felt foiled with the whole heel system. But, you know, numbers don't lie. Yeah, the, the the good players were able to just steamroll lobbies. At the same time, it was also very easy to get, like, solo dubs and stuff if you really wanted to, right? So there, you got to find your balance. you got to yeah. find your balance. No, you, you definitely have to find the balance, and that's obviously what Fortnite continually trying to do. If you know this at all, if you know how economics work, pro scenes don't keep games alive. Casual players keep games alive. That's just the reality of it. Unless it's CSGO, like... It nothing nothing keeps a game alive. Like pro scenes don't keep games alive. The the average player, my kid, monsters kid, sitting at home playing the game, begging for skins for Christmas, for birthdays. Uh, you know, the more casual player per se is what keeps games alive. Uh, and, and I want to I want to jump on that. I know most casuals will also argue like, oh, I'm a casual player. I feel like siphon. I, I want it back. I feel you. Trust me. I feel you. Yeah. But I think you are, you, you have a certain, you know, description of casual and Epic has a certain description of casual. Right. I think Epic casual or like Epic is probably focusing more on new player. N E W. Okay. Yeah. Not casual, yeah. not competitive. N E W new players. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're focusing on the new player change. That's why this revert happened. I'm almost willing to bet on it. And it's not going to stay like this. I'm also willing to bet on that too. It, the change is going to come, right? They, they see they see the uproar, but again, it probably would have already came had you guys just been smarter, right? The way you move. It's true. It's true. Well, one thing that uh, that also, and I, the rant's not over for everybody listening. I'm not done. That's the first part. Here's the second part. Uh, and let's listen to this video for this this sound bite from Chaps real quick. Somebody clipped this. Put it on. Put it on Twitter. Um, and as we all know, I'm a console player majority of my time. Uh, I give my PC to my nephew so he could actually try to compete for worlds. All you haters out there wondering, I don't have PC. I do have one lend it to my nephew so he could try to compete and he's doing a really good job. So watch out. But, uh, anyways, Noah Tuttle, by the way, out there, shout out to my, my nephew. But the, uh, the thing I want to talk about is not necessarily what he says. It's how he says it. And what it brings to the community, as we mentioned about negativity. If you have kids, you might want to fast forward like 30 seconds because he does swear in this, but I want to bring it up. Uh, so yeah, warning to that. Here we go. Listen, chat. I don't know if you don't understand this, but if you're on console, you're not qualifying for Worlds. Get it through your fucking head. Like, holy shit. You're not going to qualify. When is a console player even placed at a top like 100 of a fucking qualifier? They're not going to fucking qualify. Get it out of your brain. There's been, like, one console player in any open tournament ever. All right, so first off, chaps, I love you. Uh, no hate against you. But, dude, like, this is absolutely ridiculous. This fired me up. I literally wanted to, like, 
I, I don't even know. I was so mad when I watched this because of, like I said, it's not what he's saying is incorrect. I get it. The limitations of a PC is, I mean, of, of a console is way different than that of a PC, right? Frames, in-game movement, all that. I understand that stuff. That's very basic. But the kid that's out there that's 13, 14 years old and luckily got a console for the first time a year or two ago and been playing Fortnite grinding away because this is his dream to try to play. And then you're a figurehead in the, in the community and you say like, dude, just throw your dreams away. That's like literally me going to my parents and saying, man, when I grow up, I want to do this. And my mom saying, yeah, good luck. You'll never be able to do that. You're white right? Or you'll never be able to do that because you're short or you'll never be able to do that because you're black or you're Hispanic. Like that is the, that is the stupidest thing to me ever because you're literally taking someone's dreams and what they could be hoping for. And because of the limitations saying you don't have the ability to tell LeBron James, he's never going to be an NBA star because he grows up in the hood. Like that. They, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. So to literally squash somebody and say, you're not going to do it. Give up your dreams. It's bull crap. F that. Like, to me, that is so toxic, and that brings so much negativity to you as a brand and to your organization and to the game that is not needed. And I mean, it just it really upset me because I know I know he's not a bad person. Chaps is not a bad dude, but like these type of comments from from players is just not warranted. It's not needed to happen. And like this blows up and you can see the negativity that builds around it. Cause then all of a sudden other people jump on like, yeah, console players suck like all in the comments. And it's like this, I, I don't know what this does. What does this bring? No, I, I definitely agree. Like it, it creates this big old fuel that, uh, you know, a feud that didn't need to happen. Um, and, and it just all, all this just kind of backtracks to like, like kind of what we talk about You're when you're a voice in the community and, and you're a figure in the space, man, you have so much influence and, and what you say shapes the scene around you and, and it creates an atmosphere and, you know, just, just from the outside looking in, I want to be a part of a scene, right. And have peers that have respect for everyone. Uh, when, when you're someone like liquid chat on the scene and then you do stuff like that, man, it just sets a bad precedence, uh, you know, for, for yourself and, and people around you. Um, I think it was un, you know, unwarranted, right. Unneeded. Uh, I, it, as even if there's a, a bit of truth in there, right. Like it's, if anything, it's going to be near impossible or very hard. Right. Or right. You know, like maybe console is going to hold you back because your frames are going to be really bad in comparison. If PC struggles, man, console's got to be really struggling. Right. So, but it doesn't mean it's, it, it can't happen. And, and like you said, to take, try and snatch that glimmer of hope away or, you know, shoot down dreams. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of not. Cool. Yeah. And it, it's more so just about like, look, there's a lot of kids out there that like, they've never, ha they don't, they can't afford a PC. Like they straight up barely, barely got lucky to get a console, you know? Yeah, so sometimes not what you say is just how you say it. You exactly. Know? And, and, and it's the way he said it, it was, it was, it was toxic. It really yeah. was. It was, you know, you say it for what it is, right? It was very toxic. And uh word it's just how he said it. And I mean, I saw that same rant on, on Reddit and there's again, of course, there's always going to be two sides of the coin. There's people that are like, like what? Damn. Why he got to go at us like that. And there's other people like, yeah, like, you know, like, and you know, jumping on that right jumping on that hate train and and, and shooting people down yeah. and we didn't need that right that's the last yeah. thing we need right now is another line in the sand where you got enough stretched issues to deal with 100 percent. you know i i love the stories like we saw from butter at winters right that guy shows up out of nowhere gets an opportunity and he got to pursue something he's never got to pursue before and live a moment of his life 
that he never got to live before. You know, before Fortnite, I was just a normal podcaster. I never had an opportunity to go to events and interview players and get to know pro scenes. And Fortnite has brought that to my life and expanded me so much more. And I just, I just don't ever want to see anybody get down on their dreams because someone tells them they can't. And if you, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I'm a console player. He's right. I'm never going to make it. Like, let me tell you something like keep pursuing your dream. You don't know what's around the corner. You know what? You might run into somebody that's like super sick. I've heard about this happening. Super sick on PlayStation. They're like, yeah, man, dude, you're so good. And the next thing you know, like that guy's buying this other dude a PC so he can have a chance to like compete. Like that stuff happens. It, it, it exists in the world and it, and it continually moves on. And like all I'm hoping for is that you guys, you know, see that there is hope. Like don't don't always take the negative for what it is. Some of these, these guys that have a, a platform, they have a platform because Fortnite gave it to them. Um, and it doesn't always mean that they're always correct and it's always what they, what, what should be said. So like I, like you said, I mean that, that, that will conclude my rant. I'm done with that. Um, and yeah, I love you guys. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you stay encouraged all the time. And to encourage me, <laughs> we have our friend banana mooney what's up fortnite community it's your banana mooney here to talk about a new feature landing in fortnite next week the reboot fan lose a squad mate early in the match bring him back and finish strong in the next update we'll introduce the reboot van to major pois as well as a new item to be picked up called reboot cards it's pretty straightforward. After a squad mate has been eliminated, grab their dropped reboot card and any surviving squad mates can activate it at a van. Once activated, you'll definitely know as a beacon and audio cue will be set off, informing nearby players to the reboot in progress and how many players will be arriving. Your squad will appear one by one on top of the van, ready to jump back into the match. Keep in mind, after your squad reboots, the van will be unavailable to reactivate for a duration of time. Remember to toss some items to your rebooted teammates to get them back into the battle. As with all new features, drop in, try it out, and let us know your thoughts. Until next time, it's your Banana Mooney, and I got a split. Oh, I, lo I love this dude. I love, I love it. I, it's Banana Mooney, I got a split. Oh, man. That's good. It's good, Mooney. I, I, I applaud you for wearing the banana costume and getting on there and doing that. It's awesome. Uh, that's the fun I like to see. You know, people can say what they want. Oh, they're taking this from Apex. Oh, they're doing that. Like, I hope all these developers take from each other the great things that they do in their games and make all their games better. Like, I don't really care about that. Like, that's great. This is a good example of like, you know, competition breeding, you know, good yeah. changes yeah. For, for the community. I'm, I'm pretty happy. I stand behind the reboot van. Uh, I also stand behind Ninja. Like, and, and when he said, you know, like, maybe siphon the siphon revert or like the siphon you know removal hit, happened, wouldn't have yeah. hit as hard it, it wouldn't have hit as hard if we had like the the answer right which is the reboot van uh so it all comes back to timing but dude the reboot van sounds like it's gonna be pretty sick yeah i'm super excited for it it's a lot of fun especially you know no one wants to sit there says before no one wants to sit there and just watch their, their friends play right like if you get taken out you there's, there's a little bit of that behind your mind like I hope they die so we can restart this, right? So, like, like so uh, the ability to be able to sit there, encourage your team, you know, ha ha see the fun that's going to happen, right? We know engagements are going to happen around these vans too. Which are also, yeah, I was going to say it also paints like a, a crazier story, right? Yeah. Like, imagine yeah. just if you actually pull off the revive, your boy comes back, and I mean, he's, you know, he's going to be in shambles. There's no yeah. guns, yeah. right? He's not spawning weapons. You got to get him weapons again. So it's gonna it's gonna make for uh, some interesting story building, and this is gonna be played out in the world 
qualifier this weekend. So, uh, yeah, like by the time this goes live, the pass is going to be here. Like it's going to be crazy. So yeah, we'll I, I enjoy it. You know, I I think we've joked about it before. Like when we when we uh, when we, whenever an event happens, you know, uh, it always seems like Epic drops a new item before something big occurs. Um, you know, there's not a lot of window for them to drop an item probably when something big doesn't occur because big things are always seeming to happen in Fortnite. But one thing I would say is if you play this game and especially at a high level, at the end of the day, you signed up for a game that you knew was going to change all the time. And this game is going to continually change all the time. So just be prepared for more changes between now and worlds. There will probably be more. And I'm guessing that's going to happen. Well, man, that that actually kind of ties our show up this week. Uh, you know, I, I you know I was gonna say a tip and trick this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm I'm gonna let that marinate for a week, guys. Send to us what you guys are wanting for a tip and trick. Uh, you know, we've had a lot to talk about this week, and I got on my little rant, my soapbox. So hopefully, you know, I didn't scare too many of you people. Yeah, and also, I want to encourage you guys to take this conversation to our YouTube channels, our media's like. Like, bring on your feedback. I know we spoke about a lot of different hot topics. Um, I'm interested to know, uh, you know, how our intellectual listeners feel because right. I think most of us here have a good head on our shoulders. So I want to know, man, uh, what, do, what are you guys' take on some of this? What's your hot take on some of these changes? You know, you know what? I, what? This is the two things I want to do. Two shows coming up. This is what I want to do. I want to, number one, we didn't talk about this controversial thing, but I do want to get some pro women players on the show to talk about mm-hmm. Yep. Pro the 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 women's and all the pro teams because there are some sick girls out there, sick women out there tearing this mm-hmm. game up. Uh, I want to do that, and the other thing I want to do is I want to get somebody from a, a a good size or mid size esports organization that wants to talk about how they talk to their players about social media and how they guide them through you know complaints and 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 feedback and those kind of things that's two things i want to do so if you are a pro girl player and you play make sure you tweet at us let me know if you're interested in coming on the show and if you are a esports organization owner or executive or manager or team manager hit me up if you're interested in coming on the show and talking a little bit about that i definitely want to do it i'm up there having a couple of each uh from the group and we can kind of have a roundtable discussion That would be a lot of fun to do. And uh, yeah, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you are listening. Uh, Let us know how how you guys are enjoying the show. You can always send your complaints directly to Monster. I know he's been out a couple weeks, but trust me, he loves getting all your complaints over there at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and dislike about the show. Monster. Dude, you got a crazy week coming up. Make sure you're tuning in, guys, and you're following him. But where can they find you throughout the week? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to share about this coming week for you? Yeah, first off, dudes, we have a big tournament coming up, the World Qualifier Opener, guys. I will be a part of the casting team there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, follow me on my medias at Monster Deface. My YouTube scrim series that I just dropped recently has been going mm-hmm. awesome. Shout out to everyone supporting that. So every Friday, got new episodes releasing on that. And uh, yeah, just holler at me on social media, guys. And this is an awesome, you know, welcome back episode. We yeah, covered yeah, a lot. Yeah. I'm happy to get it off my chest. You know, I don't got no one to talk to. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've, I've been missing you, bro. I've been missing you. I've been missing you for sure. <laughs> Well, guys, as always, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast, myself, Too Loud TX, Monster D Face, at Monster D Face. And until next time, 
dance out those kills, and boast in those victory royales.